0: Go! Mark Friesen is my guest. He's the PPC candidate. Out in Saskatchewan. He's a candidate out there. It's the a jump in show, welcome aboard. Mark Friesen. Weak open man. Mark Friesen, how are you, my brother? Looking good. Do I have you turned down? Oh, no. Hang on. Oh, hang on. I got my controls. Now you're live. How are you, brother? Thanks for uh, taking the time. Are you busy out there?
1: I'm good. Yeah, I'm up to my elbows and alligators.
0: Nice. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Now, you've done this before. You were a candidate in 2019. The only reason I picked you up, not the only reason, you got a hell of a Twitter following. How'd you build that up?
1: My mouth, it's uh, shark infested and people seem to like it. I, uh, and and it's, it's way overdue. Um, we got to start telling the truth on things and I think people like that. So I I I guess that's how we ended up getting that, uh, Twitter following.
0: Well, respect. I also have a
1: podcast too, so.
0: Okay. I'm on my third Twitter account and, uh, yeah, I ran mine up to 10 grand and it was a lot of fun because I built it, I don't somehow on the back of MAGA supporters and they were fun. Yeah. You know, it was a little bit that, of an echo chamber, but at least I got some participation. Facebook, I mean, right. I, it's so left-wing on Facebook, I can't uh, I can't imagine. Anyways, tell me a little bit about who you are and, why, you know, why politics now? I mean, two elections now. I get why the PPC, <laughs> but why politics, man? Like, of all the things you could do, <laughs> politics is probably not the most... Uh, Financially beneficial for your career or whatever you're trying to do out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, if you would ask me at any point in my life up to a couple of years ago, I would have absolutely said no, for sure, not. I'm not going to be a politician. I don't want to be a politician. I don't want anything to do with it. I worked for the government for 25 years, beat my head against the wall, and uh, I was I, I retired at 44. I started my own business and I, I just you know i love being out of the government um being in it for so long so i never thought that i would be actually asking to get back into it but you know what it's out of necessity um the times that we're in what we're going through um listen you know the globalists the globalist agenda has us on a path we're either going to oppose that effectively uh through politics and peacefully or it's going to end up very ugly. And so, you know, I'm taking a shot at it, and, and hopefully we can we can at least get some opposition in Parliament. We don't have any, haven't had any for decades. So if we can get some actual opposition in Parliament um, to stem this this uh, globalist agenda and, and everything they're bringing along with it, uh, great. You know, if not, then we'll pr- prepare in other ways.
0: Tell me about how you kind of... How are you handling the split the vote, the strategic vote? This, How much are you able to live inside the possibility that this could be, the PPC could be the X factor, the surprise that the electorate is pissed off. They've never been locked down for a year and a half before. It's almost like Justin Trudeau's running on mandates and vaccination passports and I think a lot of people are going to jump ship. I've heard a lot of volunteers jump and ship from conservative campaigns to go to the PPC because they're so pissed off with Aaron O'Toole. How how much do you think you got a shot out there? How much do you live in the possibility that, shit, I could be elected here?
1: You know, we're in very, very strange times. We're in very critical times. And anything can happen at this point. I mean, it's not almost like Trudeau is is running on lockdown. He is. In fact, he made an announcement a couple of days ago saying that you either elect tyranny or you elect freedom. It's up to you. And essentially admitting that, yes, I'm the tyranny candidate. So vote for me if you still want, you know, lockdowns and, and uh, restrictions and Vax passports and you name it. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we've said for a while a few of us here in the PPC, that we are one news story or one critical uh, incident away from forming government. And I, I believe that to this very day. And we're seeing it happen. We're, I'm watching it in real time. You think this that incident,
0: Do you think an incident like something's going to happen during this campaign that does it? I mean it's happened I think before.
1: It's, I I think it's I think it's already happening with the fax passport. Because some of the um, things that Trudeau's
0: saying, just sorry to cut you off, but some of the things that yep. Trudeau's saying it would be suicide in politics any other time. Like you don't right. you don't say these things, and I don't maybe it's a delayed reaction. We don't get, you know, we we'll see it in the polling data, I guess, but you can't trust those. I mean, I see a, a surge in the PPC and yeah, some of the stuff that he's going through is literal political suicide how can you not be punished for that
1: right well i mean he's he's committed political suicide uh, for any normal person for you know that most of the time he's been in power um so am i shocked at what's coming out of his mouth absolutely not but they're so i think part of the thing is with these people is they're so arrogant and they have so much hubris that they don't and out of touch with regular people that that this just makes sense to them and this is what they think Canadians want to hear. Uh, I think there's a, a a large silent majority that do not agree, especially with the vaccine passports. I think that's a big, big one. We're just, we're seeing it happen in BC right now. They just announced it and, and I'm getting reports from PPC EDAs and candidates in BC that are saying we're getting conservatives coming over right now as we speak. And this was three different EDAs throughout the province. So, you know, it's, it's definitely shaking people up and, and, I mean, that's it. I, I think there's a line in the sand, and I think they're crossing it. I believe personally they've crossed it a long time ago, but I'm talking in terms of the masses. Um, anything can happen.
0: What's the most important? What are you going at as far as issues go? And are you trying to stay above? I mean, for a certain. I mean, you have to draw attention to the the inadequate leadership that we've had. But are you spending more time on your policy and how? It could lead to a better future, or you spending more time, you know, pointing to the obvious lack of leadership and the ramifications of, of Trudeau's policy, on you know under the the coalition of the NDP, right?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a big picture kind of guy, and <clears throat> I think I have a pretty good handle on on the fact that that and, and this is essentially what I'm saying throughout my campaign. There is a set of values that Canadians across the board, I would say 90%, if not higher, of Canadians share. And and those values are freedom, liberty, justice, equality under the law, sovereignty, prosperity, and truth. You ask any Canadian if they believe in those values, they're going to say, yeah, of course. And those are the values that are under attack. Those are the precise values that are under attack. And that the globalists, need to destroy to achieve their goals so this is a moment in our history where you know regardless of who you supported in the past regardless of where your affiliations have been this is about those core values and we need to protect them and defend them uh, or they're going to be gone.
0: Who do you think your voter is, or do you think you're going to pull from the left and right equally? Do you think you're going to pull from the liberals We're, as well? Because I, I see I, a know, natural I, progression I, of the conservatives obviously over but I, I, I'm not sure how much you think you can pull from the left too. I think there's going to be a lot know, of pissed I, off I, liberal I, voters. Looking we are pulling.
1: People. We are pulling from the left. I had a call yesterday from a from a longtime NDP supporter here in Saskatchewan, who has come over to the PPC because he understands the bigger picture, he understands about when I discuss these values. And he's hundred percent on board. And and I've had numerous people from the liberal party, the green party, that the, 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 uh, from the conservative, obviously and NDP. So it's coming from all over. There's, there's, we're not, you know, I've, I've had discussions, um, with Max, um, in regards to our messaging being, you know, from the top, basically saying, we're the only conservative option. I think we're more than that. We're, we're the Canadian option. We're the option that, that again represents these values that, most Canadians share most Canadians have a different outlook on how we achieve the goals of these values. And that's okay. We need to have that debate in those discussions, but we at, at the foundation of, of what we have in this country and what people value it's those values. And so um, if, if people understand that those values are under attack and I think they're starting to um, you know what we could, ch- we could change the whole landscape of politics in Canada and it desperately needs to happen.
0: Can I convince you to get on the proportional representation bandwagon if it mates the four if it falls under the fourth and like Max is letting people go be pro life if they want to be right is it just if it meshes with his four foundational beliefs for the party because i've I've spoken to max about it before and it like of all the parties that should be talking about electoral reform and some sort of form of proportional representation so that justin trudeau doesn't get elected with a 35 percent majority government you know and he said listen and i get the argument we don't want to talk about anything that requires a constitutional change but at a local level, do you feel like you can speak? I don't know if you're in favor of it or if you've even entertained it. God bless you if you haven't, because I'm obsessed with it. I just can't believe that the majority of votes are uh, completely unrepresented, including the majority of voters last time that were conservative. And Justin Trudeau virtually has a majority government with coalition with the NDP or the bloc over here. You know, I don't think he used the conservatives, but he had whatever he wanted. He just, you know, pander and get it. What's your take on PR?
1: Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I'm I'm a proponent of constitutional reform. And we've had myself and Salim Ansour, who's also in favor of, of uh, constitutional reform and electoral reform. We've had these discussions with Max. I know that that is his answer and, and his position at this time. Uh, of course, within the party, there's a lot of discussions and lobbying that happens. And I get it. Maybe this election isn't the time to bring this forward, um, given all the other serious issues that we're facing. But it is something that as a party, we're going to have to um, you know, look at very seriously after this election, because I, I, I think it's incredibly important.
0: Yeah, well, this is and it's important to me because I've witnessed too many elections where... Key issues were tossed out that you could d- distinguish yourself from all other parties. Well, the NDP and the Greens are talking about PR, so you're not the only one. But you're going to have a loud voice this time around, and I think that if you take something like that, and I talked to him about ammonia fuel, too. I mean, ammonia is a very viable product for a very clean burning fuel and out there i mean maybe you don't want to talk about it out there but we have a lot of the infrastructure because farmers are set up for it and stuff like that like it's not out of the realm that we could burn something that has a water vapor as an exhaust that you can make right. like, you know, it's, um, and he says, you know, we're not picking winners and losers. I get that too. But when, you know, an initial, like, uh, initial, like electoral reform, what do you got to lose? I mean, it was like Jack Layton back in the day. We said, Hey, are you going to support the greens being on the debate? We knew that Jack Layton saying yes to the greens being on the debate wouldn't change the debate. So he had really right. nothing to lose by seizing, the opportunity and the issue and saying yeah we're democratic the greens should be here but he didn't he made a backroom deal to to, to keep them out so i think that this is an example and you're going to see them come up in the campaign you know where like what we already knew this was happening was getting excluded from the debate right so the ppc should have been prepared to go to war and they did they had a mailer ready and stuff like that but it's an also an opportunity for you know, if somebody wants to make themselves look good, and they're the conservatives. They're like, you know what? I'm a Democrat. That guy should be on the stage with us. He's got good ideals. I don't, I don't agree with them, but he should be here. You know what I mean? So, right. what's your take right. on 100%. on that whole?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe I didn't ask a question there. Be in, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'll. <laughs> I, ultimately, I obviously, we should be in the debate. There's no question we should be in the debate. You know, when when they look at the the, the debate criteria, the one that they're resting on is that our our uh, support in the polls wasn't where it needed to be. But when you look at who they – when they aggregate the polls and they're pulling in polls where they, there were some they didn't even poll the PPC and they're using that to, to get to their aggregate number – you know what? At two days after they made the announcement, we were polling at seven percent in Alberta. We're polling at sixteen percent. So yeah, I mean it's a it's a pretty weak argument. I, I think you know headquarters is probably appealing. I'm I'm waiting to hear you know if there's any result of that. But uh, yeah, I mean obviously we should be in the debate. We we represent a good portion of of Canadians, and I think a lot of Canadians uh, that aren't polled. How
0: have you been invited to any debates? How's it going locally? Do you find that you're gonna to have to fight your way onto the debates locally? or do you think you get invited? What, what are they doing? Like Zoom calls? I
1: don't I actually don't know. I haven't heard anything from anybody that's hosting a debate. Um, in fact, a really weird thing is, is I have all my my signs up, my lawn signs, and no other party does. And so it's very quiet in terms of that sort of thing. I talked to another candidate in the Prince Albert riding and he's already been invited to three debates. I'm hearing crickets. So I don't know if it's because they're not inviting us or if they just haven't got their ducks in a row because it was a snap election. I don't know.
0: They're, but not, they're not doing physical time debates. Are they doing zoom debates?
1: Well, I think they're still planning some physical debates. We have no restrictions here in Saskatchewan. So oh. um, I, I think it's wide open. And as far as that goes now, you know, they're starting to move towards the government isn't mandating VAX passports to enter into, you know, restaurants and bars and, and football stadiums, but there's a lot of talk from a lot of different organizations and corporations that they're going to do it on their own. So I don't know. Well, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. But
0: dude, can you believe this? We're here. Like what surprised you most over the last couple of years with, I mean, division has been so obvious, but can you believe we're actually watching this stuff go down in Canada? What surprised you most? You know,
1: Jim, I've, I've been I've been deep into this globalist agenda for about 18 years, studying, researching, spreading information. Um, so I'm, I get a little consumed by what's happening because it's all in relation to that. Every so often, I'll take a step back in my mind and have to remind myself, wow, this is where we're at. This, they're actually doing it. They're actually moving forward at light speed and using COVID, of course, to do it. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes if I stop and think, it's a little overwhelming. But is it a surprise? um no i just didn't know the mechanism in which they were going to force this transformation that they talk about uh, so i can't say that it's surprising but it, it can definitely be overwhelming
0: what's uh this run look like as to compared to last time have you got some more money like well, are you running a big campaign yeah, you got volunteers you got a campaign totally office? different yeah okay tell me about
1: Com- it. completely different. Um you know last year in 2019 i it was my first foray into politics and nobody knew who the ppc was this time around a lot more people know who we are i've seen ex- exponentially more support uh, both in volunteers and in donations i i mean it's been what five days since the election was called or six or whatever it is and i've already tripled my amount in donations from my whole campaign in 2019 Good so um, yeah, we're seeing a huge difference this time around.
0: What else is different? How about the issues? How about the positioning of the candidates on the issues? Uh, like, You we- know,
1: for for me, it, it hasn't changed because even in 2019, before COVID, I was running on, you know, an anti-globalist Canada first sort of uh, platform. And that's why I joined the PPC. I joined the PPC. I was politically homeless for most of my adult life on a federal level. Uh, I was a reform party member uh, from inception. And then of course they broke my heart when they, when they merged with the red Tories. And since that time I've been politically homeless. So, you know, once the PPC was created and I checked out max and I checked out what, you know, basically their platform was and, and the values that he brought to the party, you know, I sat there and and I I mean, I'd be insane knowing what I know and doing what I've done in, in terms of research, of the globalist agenda I'd be crazy not to join the PPC so you know I joined the PPC and that's what I ran on the first time around and that's exactly what I'm running on now except now it's a lot easier to connect the dots for people to understand the bigger picture and and in fact we have to do that we have to create context to COVID and why they why is it that we're shutting down businesses why are we destroying lives and livelihood for a illness that has a 99.96 survivability and a 99.7% recoverability. It's insanity, but here we are, and we're still doing it, and we're still locking people down, and now we're making them do a vax pass, mm-hmm. which is really just a gateway to social credit. Behave yourself, or you're not going to be able, allowed to do certain things. Um, that, I mean, that's that's where this whole move mm-hmm. is, so people need to understand that context and 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 what better way to educate and inform people than on a, with a political platform and that's what the PPC's allowed me to do and that's why you know since the first election to this one we've moved a lot more into this anti-globalist Canada first realm because even within the PPC people have learned that that's what this is all about every all roads lead back to the UN agenda all of it everything mm-hmm. so that's my platform again, and it'll be till we can turn it around.
0: Without <laughs> giving away house secrets, what's your what you're feeling on the team that Max has put around him personally? Because Justin Trudeau is not the smartest tool in the shed, but he was very, very crafty at putting good people around himself that knew how to get him elected. You know, I've had oh. you know my interactions with the PPC. I like Max a lot. But how do you rate his team and who he's put around him as far as advice? How much – you've got a huge following. And this is what a lot of people don't uh, realize. If the wave takes, it takes part in Saskatchewan and Alberta. Like it doesn't happen in Ontario as much as it does or out west as it does right there in that conservative hotbed. So, you know, how much input have you got going, hey, maybe we should – what do you think of this?
1: Yeah, and you know what, Max is actually. I've obviously developed a a relationship with Max over the last couple of years, and I, you know what, we have. There's lots of times when we've had discussions, and I may have had to do it over three or four or five different times, but he listens and he moves, and you can see that he moves. You know, if he's convinced and if if you can put forward a, a solid argument to whatever the position is, he's going to listen, and especially with somebody like myself who has a following and I got some a little bit of influence because of that following, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to look at, he's going to listen. And so um, I've been very impressed. It's not like I had, you know, see, read political parties in the past. This is much different. Now that's not to say that he's open to hear everybody because he obviously mm-hmm. doesn't have the time or the inclination, but if you can manage to, to wiggle in and be persistent and, and make a solid argument for what, whatever position you're carrying, uh, he's going to listen and he's going he's to move in the, in the proper direction. So no. I, I've had no problem. Um, you know, growing pains within every new party, uh, people come and go, and and uh, it is what it is. But, you know, I think we got a pretty solid team in there. And, and I mean, let's face it, a lot of the influencers, a lot of, you know, people that are, are, are politically uh, uh, intelligent – they're going to come to a party who they think is going to win. So the pool isn't that deep to pull from mm. uh, when you're a new party. So you're going to go through growing pains. You're going to go through this. But I think we got a pretty solid team there now. And, and uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to be very interesting this next 20 days.
0: Yeah, I've been reminding people I think that um, it's important that, you know, the local candidates probably never done this before and they're not a polished politician that has all the answers and that's exactly why you should vote for them but on the other hand politically it's a turn-off if they're nervous or they don't speak well or they don't present well at the door or whatever but I try to remind people man this is Max's party these are representatives of Max Bernie. you're voting for the PPC the quality or the experience of the local candidate can't be the you know, make or break it when you're voting for these type of policies, and that's I love that about Max that he's not, you know, he's not swayed by the wind in public, uh, public perception right. or, or polls or stuff like that. I'm I'm glad to hear, and I, I you know, he seems like a reasonable guy that if you dripped on him long enough, you'd go, okay, maybe, maybe we'll give it a shot, type of thing. Because, hey. I mean I think you guys need you're going to ride a little bit of a wave this election's going to cause. Oh, you're going to you're going to triple what you did last time easily. And that yeah. in itself is a huge win, but then you never know, man. There's ridings out there where you got a big conservative base that's just going to defect and a really unhappy liberal voter for the most part, I guess, but anyway the the, the argument against yeah no i think
1: we i think we got a a really good opportunity this time around and you know it goes down to really basic values and uh that's what that's what we represent so um you know it's like i said it's gonna be very interesting 20 days uh stay tuned because things i mean every time i look at the poll in alberta it changes in our favor like i said we're at 16 we're probably at 17 percent now uh in alberta so uh if we keep that pace up By the time the election comes around, we may, you know, and for me, we have to look at things realistically too. I mean, that's not to say that chances couldn't be and information couldn't come out that's going to turn this whole thing upside down and the PPC is going to form government. You know, they can never say that won't happen, but I think realistically, you know, for me, I would, I would be satisfied we'll call it if we had 12 candidates it, you know or 12 candidates that won and we had 12 members of parliament and then we could really be that that solid opposition mm-hmm. and throw a wrench in, into a lot of plans with that with that kind of with those kind of numbers so you know for me that, that's the that's the, the satisfactory goal uh but you know who knows A lot can happen to me now in the election
0: yeah definitely um as candidate, I was always trying to make national news outside of Max. Who do you uh, do? You, we got Viva Frey in Montreal. He's, uh, yep. he's got a decent platform. I like him. You yep. got Mark Emery in London. Uh, other than that, uh, you're in uh, Saskatoon Grass. What, uh, Grasswood. Grasswood? Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep, Saskatoon okay. Grasswood. Yep. Okay, there wasn't enough uh, characters on your Twitter, or did I read it wrong?
1: Got it wrong, man. It, 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 yeah, probably, probably not enough characters there. Uh,
0: okay. um, there's some high-profile candidates. I kind of, you know, I don't know. As the local guy, my ambition was to make local, like to make national news as the local candidate. Right. That's, we right. not, and not from a DUI standpoint, you know what I mean? Like good national <laughs> news, like political national right. news, but I'm not sure that maybe they want to upset max's spotlight i don't know who who do you predict to get any news at all outside of their own riding in your party because i mean you Well, so yeah you
1: mean you know you mentioned viva uh david fair or fry or how do you i'm not sure how to pronounce it but Mm -hmm. and you got chelsea hillier who's fairly recognizable through her her dad randy Mm -hmm. and uh uh you know we got a we we got some and nick Pereira. Uh, you know, there's some names. We lost Laura Lynn. She didn't get her paperwork finished. So that was unfortunate that we, we lost Laura Lynn, but, uh, you know, I think we're going to make that national headline, not based on personalities. I think we're going to make those headlines based on position and based on, on, you know, especially in terms of, you know, our vax pass and, and mandatory nonsense, uh, that's going to get, you know, headlines at some point. And, uh, so it'll be based on our our beliefs and our our positions rather than on individuals
0: this might be one of the easiest elections from that way to wedge because the PPC has so many positions that are diametrically opposed to all the rest of the parties right like i mean yep it's the uni, the uni the uniparty whoever came up with that brilliant idea i think it was the PPC i mean yeah. I I think I saw Max tweet it. I I copied it and put stole it. It's it's unbelievable because it's so true. You're going to have all these opportunities to carve that niche and the wedge in between every all these issues and the other parties. Where you know this might be and it should be predictable because the issues are so clear, right?
1: We've me and uh, a number of other candidates since last election. Leading up to this one, we're like caged animals. We can't wait for the debate because it's so easy to distinguish us from them. And they're all the same. So, we I mean, I just, I can't wait for the debates and, and make them all look exactly the same and, and really show how it is that we are so different and, and, and different in a way that I think most Canadians, if they actually had the time to think about it, would support us mm-hmm. based on our principles. So... Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, I am too, man. So uh, yeah, it, and you don't have to drag anyone through the mud. To, you know, the ineffective leadership and um, you know the squandering of all the opportunities has been so deadly obvious. I think you 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 are able to just say, hey, here's what a government under the PPC would look like: a moratorium right. on, on immigration, dude. Like, I mean. <laughs> You know, and I don't think he has to fight the racism, white supremacy. It doesn't have a you know no. Warren Cancel out there this time. You know they burnt I mean? that out. Oh yeah, it's old news. Like that's so tired and old. You know, so yep. uh, this is. Uh, I'm excited for your opportunity, and I'm excited, and and Max, I think he's done a fair job at balancing. You know, pointing at the problem, but spending as much time or more in a possibility of this is what. A government under the PC would look like right Uh, you know and he's been realistic about saying I know we're not going to form the government this time around but maybe next and you know what you only what do you got to get 10 15 percent you'll elect five or ten candidates that's not out of the realm of possibility when you're already polling at seven so I know I'm you know blowing smoke up your ass a little bit because I'm a huge fan of the party but you know uh, I think this is a hopeful time for the purple party and
1: uh it is very much so
0: yeah Anyways, I'm excited. I appreciate your time. I'm excited for our country
1: because it's for me, it's not about party. I mean, we, we are the conduit, but it's for my country. This is, this is the only reason I do what I'm doing is because I love my country. I love what it represents and I want to save it. And so I'm, I'll use the party to do that.
0: Wow, man. I'm just going to let you close on that. That was a perfect close. How can people get a hold of you? Is Twitter the only social media you're using or where else can they donate or how? I'm on. All?
1: Yeah, I'm on Facebook uh, as well, of oh, course, yeah? okay. uh, Mark Friesen or Mark Friesen PPC. Okay. I also have my other organization called the Forum for Canadian Sovereignty, so there's a page and a group for that on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Rumble. I'm on Odyssey under the Grizzly Patriot. I have my own website for the campaign, markfriesen.ca. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm everywhere.
0: <laughs> Social media monster. All right, man, go make some yeah. trouble, make some news. Uh, not for Max, but for yourself and uh and I hope to see you soon, man. I can't uh I can't wait to get, for you to get a few debates under your belt, but uh hopefully you can continue yep. to draw attention to yourself and the party and break through out there and and uh wherever the fuck you are. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Saskatchewan <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I appreciate your Thanks, time brother.
0: and your candor. I'm gonna cut you and loose. And I,
1: I apologize for being late. I
0: was gonna mention it. I cursed you. Oh, I cursed you privately. I wasn't going to mention it here, but I really t- I appreciate you taking responsibility for that publicly. It makes me feel a lot better about myself because I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck it. I guess I was, you know, he, he, you know how it goes. You get pissed off all these, I, do. I you know, right. you get 100 responses. Oh, I'll do this. I'll do this. I was talking to my local candidate, venting a little bit. And so I'm like, oh, shit. Now he's coming on 940. I'm like, fuck. Oh, no, I, did t- <laughs> I was going to swear on this. <laughs> yeah, I said that. My apologies. She says, oh, take- you're-, you're not going to take his call. Oh, no, I am a big man today. So thank you for owning up to that. You're welcome. I appreciate that. I love you, and that. I appreciate your time. Um, good luck out there, and hopefully we'll talk again. And, hey, I want the first, maybe not the first interview. I want to be first in line if you're elected MP, all right? sounds good all right we'll talk soon bro
1: yeah see you later I
0: think I know how to click this off Mark Friesen if you need him that's it he's out and he was late 40 minutes late that that hurts that hurts me but I got a chance to work through my pain and and see on the other side a little bit of hope and opportunity and light and forgiveness and grace And that was Mark Friesen. And that interview did not suck. Um, It's the first candidate I've spoken to this election. There's gonna be more. Chelsea Hillier is coming up this week. I'm gonna have her, I don't know when. I'm trying to, I was texting her tonight and then Randy's feed came across and I noticed that she was about to go live. Um, So I'm like, yeah, you're about to go live uh, and I'm texting you. But uh, I just thought I'd say, um, when are we doing this? Chelsea Hillier is the daughter of Randy Hillier. Uh, the, he, the, Randy Hillier was the no more lockdowns. He kind of, you know, he started the, the coalition or what was it with Max Bernier and him. and uh, Anyway. The late thing. F- you know what, Nancy? Thanks for listening or watching. Um, no, with me, it's not politicians are late. No. Dude, like, don't because it just creates too much rage in me. But I am a forgiving, a forgiving human being. Um, sometimes I work hard at it, because hate runs deep. So there's Mark Friesen. Touch him up on Facebook. Touch him up on the PPC. Touch him up on Rumble. Apparently, uh, one of the commenters said he does all his broadcasts from his truck. What the fuck? Come on, Mark. Up your game, dude. Get a desk. <laughs> I don't care if you broadcast from your truck. Just buy it, broadcast. That's the PPC if you need them. Mark Friesen. Saskatoon Grasswood. Oh, yeah. This is grass. Saskatoon Grass. Uh, well. He straightened me out on that. All right. Peace, love, hug your neighbor, and for whatever you do, take that filthy diaper off your face. It's not doing anything, especially for your looks. And... um, Vote PPC. I am out.